Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. This is Tuesday morning, July 27th, so glad to have you along with me today. It's going to be an important message today, especially if you are a parent or grandparent or you're responsible for the education of children. And we're looking in Romans chapter 1, and, and we've talked about Paul is describing, uh, shall we say, making an indictment <clears throat> against the human race against people who have excluded God from knowledge, suppressed the truth of God. And we've been seeing how important truth is, that our religion, our Christian faith, really is based on truth, not just faith. Many want to say it's based on faith. No, no, no. It's really based on truth. And as we consider that, every culture, every person, every life, Every family, every nation, every church, every group lives their life based on what they believe to be true. It seems kind of obvious, but it needs to be said. They live their lives based on what they believe, what they understand, what they conclude to be true. And so Paul is describing here people who have rejected God. And they don't say they're fools. They don't say they're, they're stupid. They don't say they're dumb. What do they say? Verse 22, professing to be wise, they have become fools. In God's estimation, in the estimation of what is really true, they have chosen the path of being a fool. But they don't say they are. They say they're wise. They say they're, they profess their intelligence. And so I'd like to talk this morning a little bit about our schools, all right, our education system here in America. Now, let's be honest. Most of us are very, very proud of our schools. They've done amazing things. Our universities have given us medical technology, uh, physics, engineering, They've given us technology related to computers, computer science, computer chips that have that that astonish us, that have that are incredible how they have improved the quality of our lives, our length of our life, our health, our ability to live in a warm building in the wintertime, a cool home in the summertime, our ability to travel, our ability to communicate. Our, our universities, our schools have produced some tremendous things of which we obviously should be grateful. And I might add, most of us are proud of our schools in, in a sense where we boast about our sports teams. I happen to live in Columbus, Ohio, where our university kind of dominates the city and dominates our state and where people are proud of the teams. They're proud of the university. They're, they, they wear the colors they, uh, we all say O-H-I-O, we've got our own slogans, we've got our traditions, we've got our band, all these things that we tend to be proud of. And because of that, it's difficult for us to see the dark side of our universities and educational system today. Now, you and I who are believers, we see it, but it's hard for many in our culture to see this dark side. And in fact, what happens, what tends to happen is where the university, because of all the contributions and all the good things they have given us, they tend to, we tend to follow what they lead us in the area of morality and character 
and values as well. And this is where Christians need to be wise. We need to learn how to accept and embrace some of the wonderful things that we've learned there. And even as we develop our children and give our children vision for their life and what they can be involved in, what they can do, how they can contribute in this world. We certainly, there are many things that, that we'd be proud to see our children successful in certain areas of life that may require a college education. But we've got to be very, very careful that this does not become an idol and we do not allow ourselves our lives, our own children to become defiled in the process of what they're seeking. Because the universities, and I take it from someone who's been around the universities for the last 45 years of my life, the universities have also become a place of tremendous moral corruption. Things in our culture today that, we, that shock us, that we, how could people think this way? How could people conclude these things? How could people come up with, with the ideas that are, that are now see, have seeped out into our culture and they shock us? Ideas about sexuality, about the LGBT, the transgenderism, men can become women, men can have babies, men can menstruate. The total eradication of distinction between a man and a woman. The embracing of, of racist ideas in the name of anti-racism, the embracing of radical environmental ideas that, that basically dehumanize humans and see humans as the problem on planet Earth, the embracing of Marxism and a radical, what we'd call egalitarianism. And Marxism, Marxism uh, the goal of Marxism, egalitarianism, everyone is equal, everyone's the same. These radical ideas that, that shock us as Americans, these ideas that, that denigrate our country and teach young people to be ashamed of their country, to be ashamed of their religion, to be ashamed of their skin color, to be ashamed of faith, to be ashamed of belief in God, to be ashamed of traditional morality of a husband and wife being faithful to one another. And these things are all being taught as, as any of these things. If you believe these things, you're a bigot, you're narrow-minded, you're uneducated, you're not a person of the world. My friends, this it puts us in a tremendous bind, does it not? Because again, I'm, I'm grateful for so much of what the university has given us. I'm deeply grateful. I appreciate it. Goodness, if it were not for universities and what you learned at universities, we would not be communicating this very second over the internet and would not have our computer technology, etc. But at what price? And so beware. Beware with your own kids. Beware with your children, because this is not just the university, by the way. These ideas and what's been taught in the universities and the teachers. Now we're into our second generation. We're, we're well into our second, entering our third generation of education that excludes God, that rejects God, that is basically secular humanism as we've been seeing. And so it's important that we really think through the education of our own children. Understand this. As I said earlier, we base life on what we understand to be true. 
This is why faith is so important. It's important that we know what's true and we believe what's true. Our faith is challenged. Our faith will be challenged often. Do we believe what God says is true? If if our children are raised indoctrinated, shall we say, and that's not necessarily a bad word. I know it has bad connotations. And I hear people say that they, you know, education ought to only be reading, writing, arithmetic. That's not really what education is. Let's be honest. Education does more than teach people how to add, subtract, and multiply or how to read a book or something like this. Education teaches people how to think, and it does give a context about what you should think about. This is an appropriate purpose of education. Education has teachers that teach us history. How do we interpret life? How do we interpret events based on our understanding of history? Education does teach us political philosophies. It's all that we don't want our education to only be like what you would learn by third grade. No, education, and, and it's important that in our education, we do learn how to think, how to think about problems, how to think about the world, how to think about our place. This is why, as I've been saying, our education and the education for our children needs to reflect our worldview. We don't want to be indoctrinating our children or allowing them to be indoctrinated in secular humanism, in Marxism, in hedonism, and expect them to turn out to be good Christians. And we can't, under, we can't believe that the typical child will get hours and hours and hours and hours of viewing life from a secular humanistic point of view and get, you know, a five-minute devotional, an hour youth group once a week, a 20-minute, 30-minute sermon, and that's going to combat it because we just, in that minimal amount of time, we don't have the ability to help a child think about how to view the world. And so, this is important. Parents, it is your responsibility, and you must take responsibility for the education of your children. This is your responsibility. Now, there's many ways you can do this. You may home educate your children. I know we did that in the up until about middle school with our children. We home educated them. And we took the responsibility to teach them about the world and about interacting with people, how to see life. And that was very, very, very important in those formative years. Later on, as they grew and matured and they understood what they believed, we put them in a uh, uh, Christian school or one one that we didn't have access to that or they could not afford it for a period of time in a public school. Um, I will say, though, the bottom line, this is your responsibility. When our kids were in public school, they could have taken a bus to school, but we drove them to school and picked them up every day. Why? To talk about what they'd learned, to talk about what they were learning, we made sure that time in the car was talking about school. We got together. We ate dinner together. We talked about school over dinner. We were actively involved to make sure that what our kids were learning, we were discussing, and were it was involved. It was a Christian perspective, and if it wasn't, we would challenge it before it became rooted within them. Parents, understand something: moral care, moral values character and faith is as important or more important than anything your children will learn in terms of a technical abilities 
in terms of earning a living. And I would say it's even more important if, the, if all you're talking about is earning a living. To learn how to get along with people, to learn how to be respectful, to learn how to be upright, to learn how to live properly, to have a faith in God, to have moral integrity. These things are essential to success in life. And they are, they're essential to success in school. Might I urge you, be careful not to, not to be, what did Lot do? Lot, when he chose to go to Sodom because there was wealthy there and there's green pastures for his livestock. But the people were corrupt and they corrupted Lot. And sometimes we send our kids to a school thinking they're going to be able to earn a great living. They're going to earn great, learn great technical skills and they might, and they might excel. And I know Christian kids who have excelled incredibly and in areas of technology or science, but they've lost their faith and they've lost their moral compass and they've lost their, they've, they've become corrupted. Parents, understand that your duty, yes, we want our children to succeed. Yes, we want them to do well financially. Yes, we want them to do well academically, but never place that as superior to a moral and, and care, moral, moral development character development, and development of their faith. Never place the money above the character, above the faith. We're called to choose one or the other. You cannot serve God in money. Don't allow your children to either. Now, there are plenty of great educational opportunities that don't require compromising your faith. And there are plenty of very, very successful Christian people. Expose your kids to these people. Expose them to good Christian scientists, good Christian businessmen, good Christian leaders in various areas. They're out there. Expose them and give them their biographies. Give them under, find these people and let these people help mentor and train and educate your children. It's worth it. Believe me, believe me, the sadness of parents who save and scrimp and sacrifice all their life to be able to save the money to send their children to a good school. And then the, they find out, they come home a year after that first year in school, and they find out their children now despise their faith. They despise their country. They may despise their parents. What a heartbreak. Parents, be careful. Don't think it can't happen to you. Don't think it's only someone else's kid. I've seen it way too often. Be careful. And finally, parents, remember, it is the fear of the Lord that is the beginning of knowledge and the beginning of wisdom. When the Bible says professing me wise, they became fools, it's not talking about they're a bunch of dummies. No, these are some very, very intelligent people, but they've morally, spiritually made foolish choices. They've gotten on the path of destruction. My friend, it is the fear of the Lord that begin, that is the beginning of wisdom. Be very careful who you allow to instruct your children. Be, your, your teachers will become heroes to your children. You and I, I'll bet you're like this. I know I appreciate people who taught me. I appreciate coaches and teachers from 50 years ago. I still remember them and I still appreciate them. Be careful. The, the people that you allow your children to appreciate and love and respect, 
Be careful the people who you choose and allow to have input into your life, your children's lives in such a way that your children will say, wow, I, I want to grow up and be like this person, or I want to follow the vision that this person gives me. A good teacher will give your child vision. A good teacher will be respected by your children. A good teacher will be admired by your children. Be careful the people that you choose or you allow to become those people that your children will look up to, respect, admire, and want to follow their vision in life. This is very, very important. This is a tough message. I know that that's money's involved. It's not easy to pay for a Christian education. It may not be easy to do a home education. And some of us, our public education, uh, you know, we, we can't even talk and ask a teacher, do they have faith in God or where do they stand? It's tough. It's a tough world we live in. And it requires great sacrifice for the children we love. But let me tell you, it's worth it. Because your children, your children are your future. Your children, you want them to love God. And nothing can wound, nothing can help that wound, shall we say. Heal that wound. Overcome a child who, who went astray and went the wrong way. And sometimes it's because we allowed them to have the wrong teachers, the wrong influences in their life. Be careful, my friends. It's your responsibility. Grandparents, you take an active role here too. It's our responsibility. It's not the responsibility of the state, of the government, to educate our children. They serve at our, they serve us. They, their school boards are there for us. The schools are there for us. We pay their taxes, we pay their salaries. You're responsible. Don't just blindly give that over to a stranger that you don't even know where they stand with God. Father in heaven, today we live in a world where we've got to be increasingly careful of the people that we allow to be instructing our children, the people we allow to become the heroes of our children, the people we allow to offer the influence in the lives of our children. Oh, Father, help us not to be passive or negligent, I know, Lord, this takes courage. It takes courage to homeschool. I know we got so much criticism for it. It takes courage and, and, and to sacrifice to find a Christian school. It takes courage to go to a school board meeting or to go meet with an individual teacher or a principal or administrator in a public school. It takes courage to challenge them, to challenge what they're saying, to push back. Lord, I pray you'd raise up a whole army in our country of courageous parents and courageous grandparents. Help us, Lord, to be courageous. I pray, Father, we don't want to sacrifice the next generation and and allow them just to become materially wealthy and and materially uh, achieving and give us great new gadgets and wonderful things that help improve the quality of our life, the standard of our living, if they're becoming morally corrupt if they're embracing that which you said is evil and sinful. Oh, Lord, help us navigate through these days. Help us navigate through this situation. Help us raise up young people like Daniel. Help us instill in our young people like Daniel had when he made up his mind he would not defile himself with the king's food. Lord, deliver us from being Lot's, being like Lot, who chose the money and chose the green pasture and chose the well-watered fields 
even though it meant corruption to his soul and to his life and to his family. Father, we live in difficult times. Help us navigate. Give us wisdom. Help us. We want our children to succeed. We want our children to be wonderful. We want our children to do well. We want this of our grandchildren. Teach us in this culture, in this world, how to raise them to be mighty in spirit, mighty for God, mighty on this earth. You promised that those of us who fear the Lord, our children will be mighty. This is what we pray for them. We pray for great wisdom, great courage, great insight. We ask, Lord, help us to do our job of parenting, not abandon it to the, school, to the government. Help us to take this responsibility seriously. And we pray this in Jesus' name. And we pray it now for his glory. Amen, amen, and amen. All right, folks, there's a lot of great resources on the internet out there. Take some initiative on our part. There's a lot of great resources. If you're interested in homeschooling, let me tell you, it's not as hard as you think it might be. It's not, I'll just say this, it wasn't nearly as hard as we thought it was going to be. And it turned out to be a real blessing. Christian schools, I know there's expense, but you know what? There's a lot of, you know, uh, we, we have one of our own kids there, there, they were in a failing school district and in our state. Uh, they are now, their education, they, the state's paying for them to be able to go to a Christian school. There's a voucher that they have because our school district was a failing school district. Don't ever, don't assume there's no way. If you wanted your kid to have a, a, a Christian education, can't afford it, go talk to the school. You might be surprised what programs they have available. You might be surprised what would be available there. And of course, the high schools and the universities um, what? be careful be careful they're walking into a landmine make sure they're prepared don't send them there if they don't know that God's calling them don't send them there just because it's the next step after high school if they're going to college they should know that God wants them there and God's called them and they know why they're there and they go with a sense of purpose otherwise the, it, it's going to be it, it could well be disastrous these are my warnings be careful take them to heart Share this video with others. Any parents you know who are trying to figure out what to do and educating their children, it's a big, 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 big decision. Take it seriously. Pray, seek God, be courageous. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen. Bye-bye.